Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast, where we like to explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. This is your uh, number one wonderful graduate student, <laughs> Brandon Saxton. And your number one wonderful professor podcaster, Katie Gordon. <laughs> Very good. Well, Katie, how are you doing on this lovely evening? I'm good, because we just saw... Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this will probably be a special bonus Wonder Woman episode for this week. And just a little warning ahead of time, this will be one of those good episodes where it's a little lighter on the mental health and a little more of the nerding out. Because, yes. uh, well, quite literally, we did just finish seeing Wonder Woman, the midnight sort of release on Thursday, and uh, and we just couldn't wait to talk about it, that we mm-hmm. had to do like an emergency podcast <laughs> right now. That's right. Um, because there's so many thoughts and feelings going on in my head mm-hmm. uh, that I just want to talk about it. So right away, Katie, first impressions of the film. You just finished seeing it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I really was in awe of it. There were some parts that it just felt so much like Diana um, that oh, lots of spoilers. People. Oh yeah, ton. Don't 100% don't listen spoilers. to this if you don't want spoilers until after you've seen it. Yeah, but absolutely. go see it right now because what are you waiting for? There's it's no so reason awesome. to wait. Yeah, it, seriously, it just stop whatever you're doing and go see it now. Um, so one of the first things that felt like very much like Diana to me that stood out was when she they're kind of walking across. I think it's kind of a bridge, and they see some of the injured military people mm-hmm. and she's and Steve is like we have to keep going on this mission and you just see in her face and also there was something with the camera I don't know any of the technical terms but it seemed like it really focused in on showing her empathy for mm-hmm. them and her compassion for them and that just felt so much like Wonder Woman that was really cool to see and then of course the, all of the um, battle scenes and and things like that so overall impression without going into too many details is that I felt like she, Gal Gadot, which I learned it is pronounced Gadot. <laughs> I recently saw an article saying that instead of Godot, but... Oh, okay. good good to know. Yes. Because yeah, I've been saying it wrong forever. So. Uh, a lot of us have, apparently. So much that they had an article about it. But um, but anyway, I, I think the casting was perfect for her, and she's the star of it, so that's really important, but Steve Trevor was outstanding, too. Their chemistry was really good. I think that it takes a special people to pull off those roles that have been around for 75 plus years and i felt like they did how about you yeah very similar i absolutely loved it i i I haven't read as many wonder woman Mm -hmm. comics as you um but based on what i have read i really did love that it very much um content wise and visually looked Mm -hmm. like you were watching a comic book play Mm -hmm. out and i think it's hard to sort of capture that but I thought it was really well done. So it really, I feel weird. I almost just said it really read like a comic book, mm-hmm. but it it played like a comic book, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, the Chris Pine. I was telling you this right as we walked out. He really like he. I've always thought he was a good actor, but he really came out of nowhere with his acting. And him and Gal together were just exceptional. And uh, yeah, so I thought it was so good. I thought the action was really good. I thought the story was good. Uh, the, the 
story caught me a little off guard too. I, it, it wasn't predictable. I, right mm-hmm. at the end, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I like spoilers, of course. Yes, I was lots already of spoilers. Pre-warned. Mm-hmm. But when they revealed that Ares is actually someone from London, mm-hmm. uh, who they've sort of set it up that it's one of the German generals in this war, uh, I thought that was awesome yeah. and really caught me off guard. Also, I think a, a part of the reason why it threw me so much is the actor who played Ares mm-hmm. is actually from the Harry Potter film series oh, I as well, didn't know that. and plays like one of the kindest, nicest oh. people. So I think I had a little bit of a bias going in that there's no way that could have ever been Ares, but it certainly was. So yeah, it was a real twist. It so. was, and it's hard, I think, sometimes to pull off twists like that when movies are so hyped and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I was surprised by that, too. And not only was that a great twist, but throughout the story, as you know, if you're listening to this, uh, Diana had the God Killer sword, which yes. she had so much faith in that was going to be the real tool, and even as a young child, he's here looking at this sword in awe, and the moment she uses it on Ares, he just crumples it into yes. ash. And uh, she, you can tell she's clearly very shaken mm-hmm. by that and realizes she's really the god killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding out that she is a god as well. Um, mm-hmm. Not created from clay from that her mom sculpted and Zeus put her to life as she was told. So Yeah, and I, I agree that was, that was a surprise and I think both who he was and what she meant. And then of course it brings you back to when Antiope I don't know how you correctly pronounce that name I can, either. like, spell it, but not... Yeah. <laughs> I But I think Antiope is how they said it. Um, but how, when she's dying, she says, God killer, and you, of course, think she, she's referring to going to get the yeah. sword, but then, no, she's trying to tell her who she is. I never even made that connection until just now. Yeah. I love, like, that kind of classic tying the beginning and the end together yeah. like that. That's... Um, it's kind of a, I, I guess, a standard thing, but sometimes people really go off of that, so I, I liked that. I thought that was pretty neat that they did that. Yeah, and it was kind of cool, because you sense that there was something going on mm-hmm. as Diana was leaving Themyscira that we didn't totally know what was going on, but I certainly didn't expect that it was what it was. So it was kind of cool, because I was looking for something, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... They delivered it in a big way. They I did. I thought Ares was going to be her father or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, I didn't imagine it happening like it was that she was created specifically to protect them and it's it makes a lot of sense because Hippolyta I love the depiction of their relationship I think it's really good you see a mom who's seems overprotective classic helicopter mom (laughs) just kidding (laughs) now we're just going to call them Hippolyta moms the new technical term (laughs) and you know that I is felt very similar to the Legend of Wonder Woman by Renee DeLiz and Ray Dillon's kind of storyline where they show this tension and where basically Diana's sneaking off in training and you see and you see her strong will early on as a Mm -hmm. child that she's not obeying you know she's doing her stuff and she clearly loves her mom but she feels like she is called to do something and she doesn't let anything get in the way of that she wants to be trained as a warrior which i think is really cool and her mom you know obviously is driven by loving her and knowing that ultimately that's what diane's going to do but you know she wanted to be a mom for so so long and then she finally has her daughter then to have her daughter leave is so painful so i think when she says goodbye to her She's recognizing, I can't control you even though I don't want you to go. And she said something like, you have been my greatest love and this is my greatest sorrow, which yeah. 
Andy powerful. Terrell. Yeah. yeah that's, really <laughs> I was like, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, another nice thing is one of the complaints that the DC film universe, uh, I've heard, which I've heard called the DC mm-hmm. cinematic and DC extended universe. I don't know what the accepted uh, term is for it, but either way. You can tweet it at us. Yeah. Uh, hashtag <laughs> DCCU or hashtag DCEU. <laughs> um, so what. The complaints have been a little bit that it's not, it's a little uh, too grim and there's mm-hmm. not enough of those good goofs. This movie had me and everyone in the theater really cracking up at a few parts. So yeah. I thought that was really just a, a really pleasant balance of uh, nice, lighthearted, funny stuff, really uh, powerful, more emotional stuff, mm-hmm. some really badass action sequences. Uh, it's really the complete package. You couldn't ask for anything else in a movie, I don't think. Oh, no, I completely agree with you. Like, even opening um, Themyscira is beautiful. Like, oh, yeah. And just seeing them training, I mean, those scenes were incredible. Mm-hmm. I thought they did such a nice job with that. I thought it was beautiful. I don't know if they call it choreographed when it's not dancing, but I guess the fight scenes and stuff mm-hmm. and the training scenes were really cool. And I did like how playful Diana and Steve's relationship was. Because I think sometimes it's like to be a superhero and maybe um, when you ex- they have to be super serious all the time or mm-hmm. something like that. But showing that it's like I love how Diana's very educated. She's read a bunch of stuff. She yeah. knows a bunch of languages. But things are new to her that she just doesn't understand because like marriage it's, yeah right, exactly which was a hilarious <laughs> example was, yeah yeah and it's what i like about it it feels like someone coming down and questioning social constructs and like there are a lot of things i feel like that's such a like uh jargony nerdy word but basically you know like social institutions and mm-hmm. rituals and things that are established and she doesn't see why it has to be that way so the marriage thing, I think, is a good example of why that's that's kind of interesting that she's kind of asking him about it. And it's almost like he is thinking about it and thinking, like, this is kind of an interesting thing, too. Like, he's almost discovering it from someone who's on the outside looking in. But then, um, you know, there are other things, too. Like, later on when she arrives in England and no women are allowed in this, like, big meeting and she just walks in, she doesn't understand that. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand why the high-up person, I don't... She's, like... She called him a general, but I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly either, but... But she was, like, you don't fight alongside people. Like, she just has an idea of the way things should be, and she is not held back from expressing it because she hasn't been socialized to do that. I mean, in a way, Hippolyta's kind of, like, trying to protect her, but she's certainly not told, like, don't speak your mind and don't fight for people, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's just herself, and she's in this world, and it's a contrast from someone like Etta Candy, who Mm -hmm. I thought was fantastic, but she is she's a secretary and she's kind of playing more of the role that was typical of that time Mm -hmm. i think my favorite example of what you just described was when they're first getting more uh like covert clothing uh, for diana and she's just really like how do people fight in this and like it was a really funny sort of example of exactly what you're describing Mm -hmm. i have you brought up edda candy too because i thought she was awesome i could have used just a little more of her though yeah Uh, not a complaint in any way but she was such a great character Mm -hmm. and the acting was so funny and she was such a welcome addition to sort of the team i could have used just a smidgen more of her in the film i agree i think edda has been great from the beginning because i mentioned i read some of the original comics from the 1940s and 
her character has always just been super cool. She's kind of a confident person. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she has a different body type than a lot of people who are, you know, she's kind of like Diana's partner in a lot of things. She And in this, she did help with the mission, too, mm-hmm. in, her, in her role. But it's like she's not confined in a certain way. She's clever, and she kind of gives them the information and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. I agree. I would have liked to see more of her. I think she's really cool. And in different storyline she gets bigger roles and stuff. yeah i can mm-hmm. imagine that i'm with the exact plot that was there i don't know what more role she could have played they kind of put her in the best that they could i think uh and i don't know as much about her as you but yeah i thought she was just so hilarious mm-hmm. particularly in the where she's like asked to carry the sword and shield him back and she's just like <laughs> oh this is easy and like obviously carrying a sword and shield plus her own uh, luggage through town was not uh, not an easy thing. No, that was that was very funny. And I don't know if this was the intent or not, but, you know, as you know, Wonder Woman has been criticized for what she wears in the past, mm-hmm. including, right, that um, it's inappropriate or it's, like, objectifying all this stuff. I felt like this was saying in a way, like, she's wearing what she's wearing because she can move easily to mm-hmm. fight in, like you were saying. And so it kind of goes back to the idea that it's kind of reclaiming to, in my mind, like this outfit is very functional. And yes, it's not, you know, she's had outfits that are different. This is right. clearly armor and looks like a warrior's oh, outfit absolutely. and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of like for maximal movement. Mm-hmm. It's not just so that she's scantily clad right. or something. And I I thought that was cool. Oh, they clearly demonstrate that actually because mm-hmm. throughout the, all the different. As Edda puts it, like, 240 outfits that she tries exactly. on. She's just, like, destroying them one after another because mm-hmm. she's just trying to move in what's, like, a very standard sort of way for her. So, yeah, I agree with you completely. And I remember, because that specific argument was a big reason with the, um, what was the... The was ambassador. Like, of yeah, the, the ambassador, that's the word. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not pulling out words as quickly as I normally do. <laughs> You'll have to forgive it's me. It's later. <laughs> it's all time. Uh, and I remember that being mm-hmm. a part of that argument was sort of the uh, armor or clothing in which she was depicted being a part of that. So it was interesting. To, I don't know if the, whether they did that intentionally, but it was addressed in a way. Yeah, and I don't know if it was intentional either, but I liked that. And I also... It, you know, if you think about it, if you have an island of Amazons, why wouldn't they dress like how they were dressing like it Mm -hmm. didn't you know uh again i understand throughout time art was made in a certain way to sell things and for women Mm -hmm. to look certain ways but i felt like it was changing the story a little bit just like um more recent editions of batgirl for example she's wearing a very different outfit and so i feel like there are different ways that they can kind of uh, change that and mm-hmm. what's historically been the case and really show that it's about functionality, right? And so I thought that was cool. Yeah, if I can go back to Edda for of one course. moment. Another thing I loved about her was after the funny scene where she was asked to carry the sword and shield away, uh, Steve and Diana are sort of ambushed by some German spies maybe or undercover mm-hmm. German soldiers and Edda pops in with the sword and I thought that was awesome yes. because it shows, uh, just like you are describing, she's very much like She's in there. She's ready to do what she needs to do. Mm -hmm. Or like she uh, so nicely puts it, have some fisticuffs now (laughs) and again. Uh, So, yeah, what a great character. I really thought she was. Yeah, and even, you know, she bonds with Diana right away. I mean, honestly, right, so some of the general criticisms of media have been that women aren't talking to each other about things other than men. Mm -hmm. And so I think that one of the things Wonder Woman does, and it 
been like this historically is show these relationships between women that are very strong. And you can see that Etta kind of um, likes Diana right away mm-hmm. when when she's after um, she's explaining what a secretary does. And Diana says, that sounds like slavery. She's like, oh, I like her. Yeah. You know, it's not this kind of sometimes in more stereotypical things you see like, oh, she's some beautiful woman who's arrived and it's somehow going to be competition or something. But she just really likes her right Mm -hmm. away, which makes a lot of sense. And that's very true to their friendship in most of the stories that I've read. So I like that, too. Do you know, do you think we'll get more of that friendship uh, portrayed in the films? I hope that we do, because I I agree with you. I thought it was awesome, and I'd like to see more of that play out. I would, too. I don't know if if there are going to be more Wonder Woman films or if that's kind of it. I don't know. I hope that... With at least the early signs, although you never know, right, the early signs of this potentially being successful, that if there was demand, I would hope they would make more Wonder Woman movies, because there are a lot of cool stories to tell. I mean, that's the nice thing about having something written a bunch of different ways for 75 Mm -hmm. years, and... Nonetheless, like you said, this wasn't predictable, even though a lot of people have told Diana's story, and so I thought that was cool. Oh, and we didn't talk about the real bookends of it, which were your favorite guy. Yeah, Bruce Wayne, yeah. (laughs) So before the movie, we were sort of guessing or wondering Mm -hmm. if we would get to see any Easter eggs, because it sort of seemed unlikely that we would, just given the time Mm -hmm. in which the film took place, but it actually begins and ends in sort of the modern Justice League time mm-hmm. with uh, at the very beginning, which I didn't realize right away that it was modern time. Uh, no, me either. Just because it sort of shows uh, Paris, mm-hmm. so it's not so easy to tell always. Mm-hmm. But um, Diana working as like a curator of a museum, maybe? I think at the Louvre. Yeah, yep. And uh, a truck from Wayne Enterprises pulls in right away with mm-hmm. a delivery for it. And what it is is the original photograph from Batman vs. Superman that Diana wanted a copy of with a note from Bruce sort of asking if she'll tell him the story someday, which perfectly segues into the story Mm -hmm. and then concludes with her writing him back and saying, thank you for bringing him back to me. And after that's after we find out that Steve died, which was something I was actually wondering about Mm -hmm. because I figured that might be the case or I was wondering what they would do with that because in Batman vs. Superman Justice League time, he would be a quite, uh, I mean, he would be pretty old by right. that point, so yeah. he couldn't really be part of the story. So I wondered how they would handle that. So it, it was, uh, it was pretty powerful the way that he actually died in the film too. Yes, what a hero! Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that. From what I know about his character, you know, one of the things that I've seen some people who either draw or write him talk about is that he's someone he he really loves Diana, and he's not threatened by her he's just he's impressed by her he really likes her and maybe particularly at that time that means that he has to be written a certain way too Mm -hmm. and I think they nailed it I mean he's he's clearly he tries to at certain times try to protect her and kind of go with more traditional roles Mm -hmm. about who's in charge of what's doing things and she just doesn't listen at all but he's not like he never seems threatened by that. It no. seems like it comes from a place of, you know, not wanting her to get hurt. He's mm-hmm. been trained. He doesn't really know, actually, what she's capable mm-hmm. of. He, you know, she's been in Themyscira, and he's like, well, I've been doing the spy thing. So, yeah. you know, I thought I thought that was great. He's a wonderful character, and it was really tragic how he died. Yeah, Yeah, you do get a sense that he's kind of the type of person who would throw himself in yes. front of danger for anyone. 
and it wasn't just specifically for her. Right. And his, um, I don't know what's the right word, but I don't know if confidence is the right word in her. As he gets to know her, it certainly matches her abilities. Yes. And it's really cool in the one uh, alleyway scene when he's like, oh, stay behind me when there's yeah. people have guns. <laughs> and she saves his life. And he's like, well, maybe not then. And so after that, I thought it was really cool to sort of see that evolve from that point. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it, um, you know, and at the end, he realizes if I can sacrifice myself today, she can save the world, mm-hmm. basically. But I can do this thing, and that's kind of been my purpose of doing things and I thought that was neat and then of course the scene of her going into no man's land where you see her in full warrior gear that was my favorite part that was amazing and of course it's fun that's called no man's land and no man can cross it and wonder woman she can cross it yeah (laughs) like and they work together which is neat but like she's clearly figured out how to conquer them and she has this confidence too which you see even as a child i Mm -hmm. mean she's got a confidence in her she really feels like she can believe that she's meant to do something and pursues it so yeah absolutely was did you have a different favorite part i was going to bring up my favorite part being that no man's scene because i thought that was so exceptional yeah i think um i think that there were a lot and if i had to pick one where I feel like she um so I mentioned like when she sees the wounded soldiers and you kind of oh, see yeah. her face and there's they do something with the camera that I don't know enough about to know exactly what it is but it it's like you just feel like she's feeling that mm-hmm. and because that felt so much like Wonder Woman to me I love that um but I also like that her message is love is what ends the war in these things right and so after steve dies she gets a whole new power and sense of determination and you get the sense it's his love that's doing that right she's not he's gone she's she but she's doing it because i and some of it is he's believing in her and reaffirming her i mean i think she was pretty confident anyway but you can see she's kind of trapped on her back thinking she's not she doesn't have a chance against Ares and mm-hmm. she has like a new reinvigorated energy and sense of purpose and confidence and so i i like that and even one time he tries to, she he tries to give her a full credit for saving people after crossing no man's land and she's like no we did it together and that's very like her too i yeah. think at least how i interpret her character i saw i think it was a tweet maybe i don't remember mm-hmm. exactly but it was sort of in reference to the movie and kind of the character in general, and it it said, I wish I could remember exactly where I saw this, but it doesn't matter so much. It said, if you need to stop uh, an asteroid, you call Superman. If you need to solve a crime, you call Batman. But if you need to end a war, you call Wonder Woman. I thought that was really fitting and really uh, portrayed perfectly in this film in the way that she, you do see her sort of, she does go through some transformation for sure mm-hmm. during the film. Um, and just realizing, like, as a young child, even she talks about, like, her mom talks to her about, like, yeah, we don't really want war, because she sort of wants to fight, and right. she wants to learn that stuff. And you see some of that play into adulthood, too, but it, by the end, she's very much, or and throughout, you sort of see her come to this conclusion that uh, it's more about helping people than it is about fighting people. Right. Yeah, so, which I, I think is such uh, a vital and uh, crucial part of her character. Yeah, I I think you nailed it. I think Gail Simone might have said that. Okay, yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. So I was thinking that though. I wanted. I definitely want to look up that precise quote because I think it's so. It 
that that's so perfect like mm-hmm. you said i mean it really captures her she doesn't want to hurt people unless they're directly hurting a bunch of other people and she thinks that's going to end it mm-hmm. and you know the part where she feels like she sees the darkness in people because Ari says it's i'm not controlling them i'm just giving them ideas but mm-hmm. they're deciding to do these things and she's just like that kind of like takes her motivation away from her too because she's like you know they were right they don't deserve me right like they're they're doing evil things and she to see her kind of recommit after that it actually reminded me a little bit of when i started working with um in correctional facilities Mm -hmm. because i think i kind of believed everyone was good by nature and stuff like that and that's an oversimplified view Mm -hmm. and then i started working with people and seeing that there were some cool things that people did in the world and i i knew it happened but i had something in my mind that like you know it's no surprise that like a movie like goodwill hunting appeals to me because it's like really this nice guy has been through a hard time and he's acting out and you kind of solve the problem so when i started learning about other things and people doing cruel things i similarly felt like really deflated and it changed my worldview and i felt like it was these opposites and then it did end up synthesizing and I didn't drop out of psychology or doing therapy so that was good so anyway I like that I actually thought based on Batman versus Superman that she was gonna completely walk away from being Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. that's what I thought had happened but that's clearly not what happened she remains dedicated and is Wonder Woman long after her battle with Ares that is interesting I wonder how that does play out because Mm -hmm. I think you're actually right that she Mm -hmm. did that is the sort of in it is implied I think in Batman vs Superman that she wasn't Wonder Woman anymore mm-hmm. then does return to the role mm-hmm. to sort of actually save Batman and Superman from uh, Doomsday mm-hmm. uh, which of course would kind of go with the end of the film where she is Wonder Woman again because that would have taken place after the Doomsday battle yes uh, yeah. so it's hard to me to understand that actually I want to look mm-hmm. into that a little bit because that's a good point because that was sort of the the implication. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that... I thought she was going to be so upset by, like, the darkness and cruelty that she was going to be like, I'm not Wonder Woman anymore, which I thought didn't really... That didn't make a lot of sense to me, but mm. just because of seeing it. So there must be something, and I am interested to find out what that is. I'm sure they'll connect those dots, but yeah. I'm interested to, to know about it. I also... I thought it was... I mean... I thought it was really sweet that Batman sent her that picture. Like, I thought that that was sweet that Bruce did that. And, yeah. You know, I know he's got... They want them to work together and things mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, it's obviously meant a lot to her. So I thought that was another... Like, there are these sweet moments and then there are, like, these like, badass moments. And then there are these more lighthearted, kind yeah. of fun, playful moments. I thought it was a really nice mix, like you said. It's a really good mix. Mm-hmm. Did you think that her character was consistent across Batman vs. Superman and Wonder Woman? We don't get to see a lot of her in Batman vs. Superman, but a little bit. I I feel like it in that she has the same amount of confidence. You know, she's not remotely arrogant, mm-hmm. but she's confident. And maybe that doesn't seem like it should be such a big deal, but it kind of is when you're looking at character portrayals sometimes of women. And to see someone who just is this mix of... She wants to work with others. Actually, I mean, that's a lot like how how Buffy is. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I think she has less confidence a lot of the time, but it makes sense. She wasn't chosen until she was like 16. 
and Wonder Woman is grew up in Themyscira, yeah. so I can understand why they and also she's, you know, a god and slayers and die young. But other than those differences, you know, I it feels like she works together with other people, but she just does what needs to get done. And I feel like you get that same sense in Batman versus Superman, right? Like she's just like I doubt you've ever met another woman like me yeah. or something like that. And so I don't know. What did you think? I thought she was fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought that maybe she was a little more brooding in Batman for mm-hmm. Superman, but it could be just that's the theme of the film, too. And she wasn't very fleshed out, either. Right. Um, she was definitely just there for a little bit of it. So it was cool to really see her more fleshed out. Um, so I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do think that it's interesting, too, and, and it makes a lot of sense. And I'll be interested to see if how this portrays, because it seems like... Uh, Bruce and Diana will be working pretty closely in Justice League. It seems like they're kind of the two who are paired up to get the team together. And I will be interested to see how Diana sort of plays a role in Bruce kind of coming back from this dark place mm-hmm. that he's at, where he's really kind of given up hope and and he's just killing people. And, and by the end of Batman for Superman, he wants to do better again um, because of Superman's sacrifice. So I will be interested to see what role Diana plays in that because she's very much that sort of air of, of doing good and helping mm-hmm. people more than the goal be hurting others. Yeah. Which hurting people is definitely Batman's goal in mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, their interactions are some of my favorite parts of the trailer. Like, it was cool that they had the Justice League trailer yeah, before this that movie. Was really, that was, I think that's the first time it's been in cinema that, that they've showed awesome. it on I mean, big screen. Cool. Yeah. That was one of the only trailers I enjoyed as a that's side kind note. Of a, there were a lot, but maybe I was just too oh, anxious like to watch Wonder six Woman. Trailers, it actually, really I think, felt like so, that. Yeah. I felt a little overloaded. So yeah, it was a little bit much, but that one looked. Yeah, their interaction and how their personalities differ, I think, is cool. Some small moments in Wonder Woman too. It's like one of the um, the person they bring the marksman who's having nightmares. Yeah. She walks over and tries to help him when he's having nightmares and just kind of comfort him. Um, you know, it's not overplayed. It's not like she's talking to him and all of a sudden he's better. But later on, he's a little happier after yeah. he sees her cross no man's land and he's singing and stuff like that. So you see, like, her impact on people, but I felt like it wasn't... I don't like when movies overly hit you over the head with something like, look, this guy is hurting and she talked to him, now he's all better. And I feel like they were more subtle than that. There's yeah. just these little pieces of conversation here and there, you know? Yeah, no, I agree completely. I think uh, it was really cool that we got to see her impact, but also she got to see her impact Mm -hmm. on people, particularly after she does save the town after crossing No Man's Mm -hmm. Land, and she's standing on top of the church, and everyone's kind of cheering her. Mm -hmm. And they do show some, like, they have a pretty good close-up on her face there. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like, oh, this is a little different. But then it looks like it actually, like, feels good that something, she feels happy that she could do that, so... Yeah, I think that's so cool. I was that must be so hard to act that way because it's like she doesn't look arrogant at all. She just looks like she has pride and like she's doing what she's meant to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not. I don't know that I could see that going wrong in Lily Wayne's. I'm not an actress, but I just think that that the way she did it just feels like. It just felt like she's connecting with the moment or something mm-hmm. and feels good about it. And there are a lot of scenes in the comics of her going out and talking among people and going out to purposely meet people. It does seem like she, within her character, to do that, which yeah. is kind of cool. One really cool example mm-hmm. that actually comes out of 
the I think directly out of the Justice League Volume One of the New Fifty Two, where she tries the ice cream and just says, "You should be really proud of yourself." That's right from that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which <laughs> also is from from the Justice League War animated film, which is based on that graphic novel. Oh. So it was really cool to see that. I thought that was a really cool call tie-in call back to the comic. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, yeah I really didn't neat. realize that. That was mm-hmm. that was a nice moment. Yeah, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Any psychology in there? Like, I feel like Dr. Poison, you don't really get a lot of her story, but you get no. this... She could be an interesting person to learn more about. Yeah. There are a few of them like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why... Where do these nightmares come from? And he, that guy, what is his name? I don't remember his name. I'm not sure either. Like I keep don't calling him either. the, like, I don't know. He was the long-range marksman of the group. There is you go. The yeah, that's the up? guy. Yeah. And he has, like, drinking and nightmares. Yeah. But you don't really have other pieces of the puzzle. It's definitely implied that he experienced some trauma related to the war. Uh, that's about all the information you really mm-hmm. get, though. But, yeah, he's clearly, like, shaken up and has something pretty bad sort of in his mind uh, that happened to him that not only you see he does drink he is having those horrible nightmares where he's like violently mm-hmm. like shaking yelling and uh that he hasn't hadn't been singing in years i think was it years yeah. or months oh. i don't remember the exact timeline i don't either it but it's a long time and singing was something that he loved to do so yeah i thought that was pretty cool yeah so he kind of comes out of that and then i think i thought it was an interesting side note that they have the man who speaks the different languages i can't remember what his name is either i don't know but he um he talks about how he wanted to be an actor but Mm -hmm. he can't because he's not white which i thought that was interesting that they put that in there because definitely like a theme in wonder woman is equality i mean there's gender equality but there's other stuff too and she just kind of listens and like that doesn't seem right to her but it's not Again, I didn't feel like it was overplayed. I just feel like they put, like, you get these little glimpses of people, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that was pretty neat. It was a nice representation, too, in mm-hmm. that, even just in that small group of people who came from really all walks of life. So mm-hmm. I thought, and by that group, I sort of mean, like, the sort of main group of characters that yeah. you get to know. Yeah, The team in that picture that Batman yeah. sends. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool. Any other thoughts before we wrap up about our, our initial first impressions of Wonder Woman? No, I I think that this might be a post, but we'll see. Um, I am different than others because I don't think it's there is enough information to really get a lot of mental health stuff, but there is some there are some neat psychological processes yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Well that sounds good then. The only um pearl of wisdom would really be just to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think it's got the coveted Jedi Council seal of approval. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah, it was uh, outstanding. Absolutely. And also Logan Noir, if you haven't seen that yet, it's worth seeing in black and white. I thought it was... We already did a whole thing on Logan, but anyway, I think it's cool in black and white. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I'd throw that in. Mix it up a just little. Just a good plug for Logan <laughs> after we yeah, just covered Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, no, I think, yeah, great film, and I think we're both in agreement that we really liked it, and we'll probably talk some more about it again later, but mm-hmm. just wanted to get some first thoughts out that's there. Right. Uh, fresh out of the movies so mm-hmm. as always thank you so much for listening in and tweet at us and let us know what you thought about the uh wonder woman film once you've had a chance to see it so all right folks uh thanks for checking out the wonder woman bonus episode oh, i don't think you've ever known a woman like me <laughs> <laughs>